Hey, Bankless Nation, welcome to this community, Ask Me Anything. Today we have on the show Scoopy Truples of the Alchemix protocol. Alchemix is a brand new application, just two months old. Uh, two months old as of the day of recording. And it's already harnessed uh, over a billion dollars locked in its application uh, and has really, uh, really paved a new field of innovation when it comes to how to get credit and yield in Ethereum and DeFi. And it's got some unique properties that really uh, uh, are just a completely brand new money Lego to add to the overall Ethereum stack that is being built here. Uh, we actually lost the first part of the stream, which is why we are doing a little bit of a diff different introduction here. And so we are actually going to hop into the middle of the introduction with me and Ryan here in a second because we, we lost the first part of the interview. And in that first part of the interview, we kind of explained what Alchemix is as a protocol. And really what it does is it allows you to deposit stable coins and then receive a payment upfront on the future yield of those stable coins. Uh, and so it is a way to get more dollar exposure with dollar collateral, but also Scoopy leaks some alpha here first and for bankless listeners before everyone else further on in the podcast that talks about Alchemix V2 and some unlocked features coming in Alchemix V2. So saving the alpha for the bankless nation. So without further ado, let's go into the second half of the introduction with me and Ryan. There you go. All right, guys. Um, I, I guess a few other short facts and then we'll get to sponsors. We'll get into the show. So I, I mentioned that this protocol Alchemix has accumulated a massive amount of value over the last two months. So a billion in value locked. There's over 400 million in liquidity. Uh, we put out a tactic about this yesterday. So a tactic on the Bankless newsletter is kind of a, a how-to. And uh, we, we titled this, how to take out a self-repaying loan, because that's what this actually is. And what's exciting, I think, to David and I about this project is it feels very much like first principles DeFi. So a lot of DeFi to date, as we've said before in the Bankless, has been about speed running the traditional financial system, as we said. So we're building out stuff that we already have in traditional finance and you know, credit, lending, collateral-backed loans. All of that is, is super cool and awesome. But I feel like Alchemix is a first principles DeFi money Lego. And by that, I mean it's not skeuomorphic. It's not like when we created the first websites on the internet and they looked a lot like analog representations mm -hmm. like uh, a newspaper website would look literally like a newspaper if you went back in time to 1994 now we're starting to actually flex the programmable money platform for what it's good at and we've created this really cool thing a self-paying loan that time travels it takes yield from the future and transports it to the present um I actually didn't know how any of this worked. Uh, David, you were kind enough to kind of explain it to me. There's so much going on in DeFi today. Sometimes you just need the, the TLDR explanation. So this is going to be a really fascinating, fantastic conversation. That's why we are doing this Ask Me Anything with Scoopy. So we are going to get to the conversation in just a minute, but before we do, we want to thank the sponsors that made this episode possible. Bankless is proud to be supported by Uniswap. Uniswap is a new paradigm in asset exchange infrastructure. Instead of a cumbersome order book system where trades are matched with other humans, Uniswap is an autonomous piece of software on Ethereum, which is what Ryan and I call a money robot. No human counterparties or centralized intermediaries, just autonomous code on Ethereum. 
input the token you want to sell and receive the token you want to buy. Something brand new in the Uniswap ecosystem is the Uniswap Grants program is now accepting applications for grants. We have been saying this for a while and we'll say it again. DAOs have money and they are in need of labor. If you think that you have something to contribute to the Uniswap DAO, apply for a grant to Uniswap. Just look at the size of the Uniswap treasury. It's almost $3 billion. This mountain of capital is looking for labor. Do you have something of value to contribute to the Uniswap DAO? No matter how big or small your idea is, you can apply for a uni grant at unigrants.org and help steer Uniswap in the direction that you think it should go. That's exactly what we did to get Uniswap to be a sponsor for Bankless, and you can do the same for your project. Thank you, Uniswap, for sponsoring Bankless. Gemini is the world's most trusted cryptocurrency exchange. I've been a customer of Gemini since I first got into crypto in 2017, and it's been my main exchange of choice to make my crypto buys and sells. Gemini is available in all 50 states and in over 50 countries worldwide. And on Gemini, there are markets for over 30 various different crypto assets, including many of the hot DeFi tokens. And it's one of the few exchanges that has liquid die markets. Gemini just launched their Earn program, where you can earn up to 7.4% interest on 26 various crypto assets. If you're tired of paying fees in DeFi, or you don't want to worry about DeFi exploits, but you still want to earn interest on your crypto assets, Gemini Earn is the product for you. Another product I'm stoked to get my hands on is the Gemini Crypto Back Credit Card, which gives you 3% cash back on all of your purchases, but paid to you in your preferred crypto asset. When I get my Gemini credit card, I'm going to make sure that I get my cash back in ETH. So whenever I buy something, I get a little bit of ETH bonus back to me at the same time. You can open up a free account in under three minutes at gemini.com slash go bankless. And if you trade more than $100 within the first 30 days after sign up, you'll be gifted a free $15 Bitcoin bonus. Check them out at gemini.com slash go bankless. All right, guys, we are here with Scoopy Truples, co-founder of the Alchemix platform. And for those that have been around in the DeFi bear market, the Ethereum bear market, you would know, at least on crypto Twitter, you would you would know Scoopy Truples. And to, to me, the, the interesting thing is that Scoopy Truples is pseudo-anonymous. We have him here on the show with us, but we are showing his, his Twitter avatar instead of his face. And this is kind of the power of Ethereum and the power of you know permissionless decentralized platforms where you actually don't need to be a, a known physical human to, to build something. Uh, and so that's how I've known Scoopy Truples is as the pseudo-anonymous uh, you know, Twitter engager that turned to DeFi platform builder. Uh, and so I actually kind of want to want to start with that, uh, Scoopy. What what was the uh, the DeFi bear market like for you as a pseudo anonymous person? And then where did the original inspiration for Alchemix come about from? Um, well, I, I got into to crypto like 2016 with Bitcoin and then Ethereum and then a million and one ICOs and shit coins and everything like that, just kind of like everyone else. Um, and um, I did sell a little here and there uh, near the top. And I was able to do pretty well for myself, but not most of my stash. Um, so I then became uh, an Ethereum community member, uh, <laughs> holding it down 95% or something. Yeah, um, actually did buy the dip uh, a bunch around $100. So that was that was very nice. Um, and at the time, in early 2018, um, I was experimenting with uh, different uh, dApps. Um, at the time, uh, I was just doing just purely degenerate DeFi, uh, not even really DeFi. They weren't even DeFi apps. It was just, you know, money games, uh, 
Uh, one of them that I really liked and that uh, kind of inspired me to become a dev was um, FOMO 3D. If you I guys remember ever FOMO 3D. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, that one was, I thought it was just like, it kind of blew my mind to like what was possible um, using programmable money. And even though it was a Ponzi game, you know, slash lottery and very much a zero sum game, like I was thinking, it just, you know, really piqued my interest. Like, wow, you can do a lot of stuff. I want to study this. Not to, you know, scam people and to make, you know, Ponzi games and stuff like that. But, you know, to, to do stuff like a, I was following uh, MakerDAO a lot at the time. Um, was watching or listening to, to podcasts, uh, you know, avidly at that time. Uh, shout out to Epicenter. Mm -hmm. epicenter podcast mm -hmm. uh, they were one of the big ones i i relied on early to to learn about uh you know projects on a more technical level and i learned about MakerDAO through them um and you know so i was like one of the early cdp holders i think my first my first number was 156 was uh i was wow. the cdp that's, well, awesome. um, that's so, early yeah i got in very early it was very painful having to transfer eth to weath and to peeth it took like early. it took like five or six transactions and like do you remember that old interface yeah. scoopy oh, like how janky awful. it was that, that took me like a good like day or two just to, to find out how to do a deposit into it so yeah it, it, it was painful and die at the time was you know just this tiny little thing with right. what maybe 50 million in mm -hmm. supply at the time and everyone thought you know it and eth would die as eth was dying in 2018 and I just, you know, doubled down and I was like, you know what, this stuff is the future. This stuff is awesome. You know, just people haven't caught up to it yet. And um, so after I was inspired by FOMO uh, to become a blockchain dev, you know, an Ethereum dev, I, I started learning how to code. Before that, I did something else completely different. No way. Um, yeah. So so um, crypto and Ethereum is your, your very first like actual uh, coding programming. Yeah, um, I, I first I learned web development because um, they always told, like they said that you know Solidity is similar to JavaScript. Yeah. Um, so I, I did web development, got pretty good at that. Um, started getting some jobs and some gigs uh, doing web two development uh, using React. Um, all in the while, you know, I was still like studying Solidity here and there. Um, and then my friend that I made along the over the years in various discords, um, the CTO of Alchemix, um, he approached me in June of 2020. He's like, hey, I know you can do front-end development and I need a front-end dev. I got these contracts, you know, for this new DeFi app. Um, back then we were called CheeseFi. Um, and worked kind of similarly, but not nearly as good as Alchemix. Um, and then so I was building out UIs with him. Um, learning some more Solidity. Um, I didn't actually write any of the Solidity, but um, you know, I feel like it's kind of too high stakes for someone with you know my experience level to to be making that stuff uh, just yet. Um, but I did um, help review the code, make tests for it, and you know, built the front end for it and everything like that. So I've learned a lot of Solidity along the way, um, and. You know, this was, it was right around like the start of DeFi summer is when we started uh, building this out. And to put that in perspective, there was no yearn. Right. We were actually going to build it on top of idle finance. Right. Mm -hmm. um, you know, which, you know, was an early yield aggregator. Um, 
And then after we went through several iterations, uh, we finally landed on Alchemix. Uh, cheese Fi wouldn't have worked because we were going to use AMMs to help deliver the uh, the future yield. But then we learned about MEV and sandwich attacks and everything like that. And we're like, oh no, this could potentially not work because of this, because you know bots could extract all the revenue from the protocol, you know, and you know basically damage it. So after a number of iterations, we finally got to the uh, Alchemix system that we have now. So I, I want to um, get into then, specifically Al Alchemix, and of course that's the whole entire AMA. But, but and I do want to start from very from scratch, right? So for those that aren't familiar with the protocol, but first I wanted to ask about your avatar. Uh, <laughs> what's the background on your avatar? And for the the podcast okay. listeners, we are seeing a a witch with spectacles and a purple witch hat, uh, and she looks like she's about to like summon a spell or something. Okay, so this is this is really weird. Um, so uh, like it's always been like kind of my thing online for my uh, avatars or handles to be like a waifu of some sort. Um, before I had uh, my current one, I had this kind of like this anime character with a Wi-Fi logo on it. That was like my old avatar. And then knowing that I was making Alchemix, I came across this other NFT uh, app called Avastars. And I saw this one, like this one, like witch who had like cat whiskers. And I was like, oh, she looks really cool. So I picked her up as uh, an NFT and used that as my profile. And then um, one of my friends and community members in the Alchemics Discord um, made this piece with me as this, uh, you know, this pretty hot wizard chick. Um, and then there's this other poster on you uh, on uh, Twitter named Ratwell and Ratwell started like started turning everyone into sofas because uh the other there's another uh DeFi user on Twitter named uh, Mune um who's like a ditto like this Pokemon character ditto but also but the avatar is ditto as a couch and then Ratwell turned these these couch characters into a meme and that's why you see couches all over Twitter now right it's because yeah. of Mune and Ratwell Yes. Shout That's out why me. I'm a sofa. Shout, I've been, shout out Ratwell. I've been uh, couch pilled and seated. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so oh, Scoopy, let's yeah, yeah, well, let's get into Alchemix. So, yeah. and as David said, I think we want to start at the highest level of what this thing actually is. So, how would you summarize this in sort of the you know few sentences? What does Alchemix do? Um, Alchemix is a way for you to tokenize your future yield. I mean, that's the simple uh, explanation of it. Um, there is one explanation I really, really, really like. I'm going to pull it up right now. It's actually made by one of our community members. He has a website called dyor.fi, um, and he has a page on it for Alchemix. And this is the way he describes it. And I think this is the best. It says, imagine a bank. You can deposit money and the bank pays you 10 to 15% interest. There's a credit card attached to the account with a credit limit of 50% of the amount you have deposited. There's no interest on the card. There are no monthly payments to make. Instead, the interest you earn on your balance pays off any debt you have automatically. And I, I think that that just sums it up perfectly in one paragraph about what we're all about and what we can do. Um, you can teleport your future yield into the present and that, you know, while preserving your, uh, your collateral and that makes it more capital efficient. 
So the way I, I've described this to people is that you get your yield upfront, right? And so you are committing a certain amount of deposits into Alchemix and those deposits are in die form and, and they don't always have to be in die form. They can be uh, in, in other assets and in, in, I believe in future uh, versions of Alchemix, which is a topic we're going to get into. But you, you deposit your, your die into Alchemix and then you get the future yield payments upfront. Uh, and what that does is that locks a certain amount of die into the Alchemix program or into the Al Al Alchemix application. And you commit that die to be there for a certain amount of time. But the yield that you're going to get in the future, you can get immediately. Uh, and so let, let's talk about why someone would want to do that. What are the use cases for getting your yield up front? Like what are people using the Alchemix protocol for today? Um, yeah, so so people are using it for a number of things. Um, some people are using it to yield farm more with it. So they're farming with their future yield. Um, some people are using it to long ETH or other coins. Um, but more interestingly, some people are using it to finance things in their real life. Um, the guy who you just put up his website, Xerox DeFi, his, um, his dad's boat sank last year in a storm. Boating accident. And he, yeah, yeah, <laughs> unironically, a boating accident. <laughs> um, and he actually uh, deposited fifty thousand die into Alchemix, minted twenty five thousand AlUSD, converted that to USDC, put it on Coinbase, uh, sent it to his bank account, and then bought a boat for his dad using an Alchemix loan. Now, why wouldn't so he deposited the die into Alchemix in the first place? Why did he do that instead of just trading that die for USDC and sending that into his bank account? What's the advantage of putting the die in Alchemix first? So that that twenty five thousand dollar loan that he took out um, with current rates right now in about two years that would be paid off and uh, he would have no debt left over. So it'd be a free boat in two years, and he could withdraw all of his collateral. So he could preserve his principal and still get to you know spend money against it in a very low risk manner um so i actually did a little financial analysis of this um with this character named jerry this was actually in the uh in the bankless uh article uh that we we uh, put together and let's say jerry has a thousand dollars and then um his car breaks and it costs five hundred dollars to fix his car um, if he took a, that loan out in uh, AlUSD using Alchemix, um, that you would have a fixed car, and in two years later he'd have a thousand dollars that he could have freely, uh, you know, access to. Whereas if he paid out of pocket uh, with this thousand dollars and he had five hundred left over, and then he were to put his uh, five hundred dollars to work in DeFi, um, he would end up having um, less money overall than he would if he used Alchemix. And so the, the way the, the other way that I think about this is that anything that you want to purchase that you uh, that you are then like on a loan for. So like a house or a car where you get a car loan or a mortgage. If you want to just own that thing outright, you can get an Alchemix loan and get that uh, get that payment for the, the entire cost of the whole entire thing up front. Therefore, you can own the house outright or you can own the car outright. And the interest payments that you pay are actually just coming from yield in in alchemix uh and specifically yes. uh, and alchemix just plugs right into into yearn earlier in this podcast you talked about how um yearn wasn't here a year ago and so you were going to use idle finance or something else uh, but then but now yearn is here and now we have this yield optimizing engine and so really it's just alchemix is just getting letting you borrow money collateralized by yield from yearn built on top of yearn and so if you mm -hmm. ever want to go and buy something 
but you want instead of making the monthly mortgage payments or monthly car payments, instead of making monthly car payments, Alchemix can pay you monthly yield payments to your loan and you already got the full value of the loan up front. And so instead of you paying for your car, you're paying your interest rates, the interest rates are paying you and you just borrowed everything up front. The only catch is that you have to have the full value of what you are trying to buy up front in die terms. And so that you have to, you do have to commit to a certain amount of die to begin with, right? Um, I don't have mm -hmm. any die because if I did have die, I would just sell it for ether. Um, <laughs> and, and but if I wanted to buy something, I could I could keep that die and and then get a a dollar loan from Alchemix, uh, so I could buy my thing up front without having like the bank own my house or the bank own my car. I can own my house or my car using Alchemix. Uh, anything you want to add on to there? Um, yeah, you would have to have double the amount. Let's so have like a car cost 50,000, you'd have to have 100,000 to do this. So it's a little bit capital intensive. But if you do have extra money, um, it, it's a fantastic, um, you know, financial tool. Um, it, it promotes savings while you can also still, you know, get credit off of your savings. Um, and I think that that's, that's quite powerful. I know, personally, I'm using it for uh, my own uh, budget for my house. Um, I have a decent amount of, of die. Um, I'm trying to, I've been slowly cashing out um, some of my ETH. I know sacrilege, David. Blasphemy. But I've Blasphemy. been doing some of that. Um, Don't tell Anthony and then, that. <laughs> <laughs> not all of it. I still have most of my stack. <laughs> but um, but basically, I, I put in a nice chunk of die into Alchemics. And, you know, my monthly expenses aren't much. It's maybe two, $3,000 at most. Um, and so I'll just draw that much money in LUSD, uh, you know, then take it to my Coinbase and, and, you know, put it into my bank account. And then at the end of the month, I have like much less debt, so, you know, almost zero debt. This, so, this is cool. This is like a point that you made, Scoopy, in the uh, in the article you write, wrote us, which, it, it, you know, some people are still listening to this and they're like, yeah, but guys, you have to have in the, in the boat example, boating accident example, um, you have to have $50,000 in order to get a loan of $25,000, right? And they're saying, well, that's not really a loan. It's not, And it's true. It's not a, a credit type loan. But what you're doing is you don't have to spend the $50,000 that you've worked so hard to save at mm -hmm. all. Mm -hmm. Essentially, the $25,000 loan that you're getting with your $50,000 that you put into Alchemix, you're, you're taking that from future yield of of wire that you'd receive in, in DeFi anyway. And borrowing I, from you the know, future. I, you're borrowing from the future. For so free. the point, yeah, for free. The point that you made in your, in, in the article is this really encourages users to save first and then borrow against their collateral. So it's very um, different than the consumer debt model that we're used to in the U S which is like, yeah, how much credit can I get? How much, like debt can I get in? This is like you save your money and then you never have to spend it because you can just pull yield that you'd make otherwise into the future. Um, that was a really interesting insight to me because this kind of construct, struck, this kind of money Lego, this kind of loan, if we're going to call it a loan, is not available anywhere in traditional finance. This is like DeFi native stuff. The ability to get a self-paying loan that pulls yield from the future. Yeah, I think the closest analog in the traditional finance world is if um, you had like an investment property 
And then you had like, you know, tenants paying rent to you. And then you would take out um, like a home equity mortgage or a home equity line of credit. I think that would probably be the closest analog to what Alchemics offers in the traditional finance world. So, you know, your tenants will be paying off your, your mortgage for you. And then you could use your house as collateral to, you know, borrow money. And generally houses as collateral are, are pretty safe, but we've seen episodes in history where a house collateral is actually kind of uh, perhaps dangerous. And I think the beautiful thing about Alchemix is it's dollar denominated collateral with a dollar denominated loan. And so the liquidation risk is uh, zero, perhaps, is yeah, it, you, because you, you don't have any price risk. You can't get liquidated. It's not built into the system. You can, you can repay your debt using your collateral. Mm-hmm. That's under the liquidate tab but you can't liquidate anyone else and nobody else can liquidate you. Right. So let's um, talk about let's talk about the risk. Make sure we understand it. So mm-hmm. all of this yield as David mentioned is coming from uh, places in DeFi like Wiren, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, uh Wiren is doing really well from a yield perspective on on uh stable coins. Yeah, I don't I don't know what percent it is today, but like say double digits, right? 10 to 14% or so. So that means you can pay off a a, a loan relatively quickly. But what happens, Scoopy, like, let's talk about risk one, if uh, DeFi yields evaporate for stable coins and they go down to like, you know, 2%, 3%, does that just like lengthen the time it takes to pay off the loan or what's the effect of that? Yeah. So the only effect that would have is that your loan repayment uh, time would uh, lengthen. Um what we could do to keep loan repayment times shorter is that we could adjust the collateralization ratio. So imagine instead of having it be uh, 200%, we could change it to be like 300 or 400%. So it would be $400 of dive, you know, you know, backing $100 worth of LUSD. And that, that could be used to, to make the, the, you know, the principal higher versus the amount of debt. So that would make the loan repayment uh, more reasonable but I, I don't know if we're gonna get down to three to five percent on yearn, honestly speaking. Um, I just, I mean, I think that with the rate of innovation in DeFi and how, you know, the the lending markets are evolving and how you know there there can be new protocols spinning up with new tokens that can offer new sources of yield and things like that. I just don't see it getting below five percent. Agreed. So Anytime soon. Um, what other risks do we have here? So we so, don't have the collateralization risk, but what else do we have here? The other risk, uh, there's a couple other risks. So one of them is, um, you know, a composability risk. We're we're building with urine, and urine is building on top of other things. Like so, the the YV die vault isn't just one strategy. I think it's eight strategies now, and some of that die goes to pull together. Some of it goes to curve. Some of it goes to compound. Um, some of it goes to the iron bank. Um, I don't even know where all those sources of yield is uh, from it because they've added a few strategies since I last checked. Um, and if any one of those sources were to be hacked, that would then trickle down to urine vaults and then Alchemics users. Um, so that is one risk right there. Another risk is that right now we're only uh, using DAI as a collateral for Alchemics. Um, and so if DAI's peg were to break, then that would have a bad effect on Alchemics as well. Um, version two will rectify that, and we're going to take basically any viable stable coin with you know decent on-chain yield as a collateral type for Alchemics. So you know USDC, Tether, 
SUSD, uh, it looks like this new liquidity protocol with their LUSD is also a very attractive candidate. Um, so there won't be a shortage of, uh, you know, stablecoin collaterals that we can add. Um, so we'll be able to diversify our risk in that, uh, in that aspect. Um, the other risk is that, say, the yields go down and the price of the alchemics token just tanks. Like we're talking like double digit, you know, as opposed to being like four digit right now. Um, then there wouldn't be a whole lot of incentive to pull your um, your tokens in, in curve. So then that might um, cause uh, the peg to suffer. Hmm. And if the peg is is broken and yields on chain have gone down significantly, then the other um, pegging mechanism, the, the transmuter, might not be able to keep up and, and guarantee uh, a peg of $1 for AlUSD. In that case, AlUSD essentially becomes a bond, which will uh, be able to mature to $1 over time using that yield from your. Like, so, so let's go. That, that's the absolute worst case scenario is, is things like that happening. Let's talk about that uh, transmuter and specifically AlUSD because that's a very critical component of the Alchemix uh, protocol that makes everything function. So can you can you walk us through AlUSD and the transmuter? Yeah, so anytime um, AlUSD debt is repaid in the form of DAI, it goes to the, the transmuter. Um, and that could be from harvesting yield from urine or if a user repays their AlUSD debt using DAI. Um, all that stuff goes to the transmitter. Um, there was a very popular degenerate strategy uh, that, that we, we, we observed people using uh, where they would deposit die, max mint LUSD, then liquidate their, their collateral. So imagine you put in like 100,000 die, mint 50,000 LUSD, then you would liquidate your collateral, paying down your $50,000 debt. Then the person would then withdraw the rest of their die then put it into the curve pool. And then they would be able to put in 50% AlUSD, 50% DAI into the curve pool, then farm with that. And every single time people did that, that DAI was going to the transmuter backing AlUSD. And, and what's the function of the transmuter? Why does Alchemix need the transmuter to work? So the transmuter is a way to guarantee that you can always get one DAI for, your, uh, for one AlUSD. Right. Um, so in the event that the, the peg breaks, you could, um, and then Alchemix becomes like a bond, you stake your AlUSD in the transmitter, and over time that will uh, mature. So where you can convert uh, it completely to, um, to die one-to-one. And so that's actually the mechanism because AlUSD is a synthetic USD coin produced by Alchemix. And the way that AlUSD actually maintains its peg is by, uh, being able to be traded for one die, but not, but there's a there's a bottleneck, right? There's not everyone can go and trade AlUSD. There's a there's a restriction, which is actually something I'm not totally familiar with. So maybe you could help me ar articulate why this bottleneck exists and how the size of that bottleneck can flex smaller to wider. Yeah. So in Alchemics, we say that your only debt is time. So imagine you take out an Alchemics loan, it takes two years to pay off. That, that yield that we harvest, you know, or that, that yield that you get from the future isn't completely uh, accounted for until you know, all your debt has been repaid by the system. Mm -hmm. um, 
And so like, even if we didn't have yield farming incentives and things like that, there would still be a nominal price for AL-USD because it would mature at at least double the rate of uh, the yearn interest because everything's a collateralized 200%. Right. So imagine, you know, the, the peg breaks horribly. You can now buy AL-USD off the market for 50 cents. Would, you know, you know, hey, in two years, this 50 cents is going to be worth $1. That sounds like a really good deal. Then people will start buying it off the market. You know, it'll, it'll find its own little equilibrium. Um, but I don't think we're going to have to worry about that. Um, AL-USD and the, the curve pool will actually be going on to curve.fi, the actual official site, um, in a few weeks or a couple weeks after our audit uh, clears. That's our last hurdle. Everything else, uh, there's a number of requirements to get on to, uh, to curve.fi. And we check all of the boxes except for the audit. Um, so once we get on there, then we'll be eligible for the, the gauges. So that'll be another source of on-chain yield um, for the AL-USD tokens, uh, aside from ALCX tokens. And uh, we are working with other partners as well to, you know, make AL-USD more integrated into other DeFi apps to, to help take care of the demand side for it. So Scoopy, I just want to quickly summarize this. And I think a, a user interface might sort of help me uh, explain this for folks and then fit, fit in a, a question that's come in specifically about AL-USD. Do you see my screen here? Yeah. Right. So I go to the vault, I can hit deposit. I've got some die in my wallet, so I could deposit uh, we'll say about 688 die uh, into the wallet. Um, and then I'm able to get half of that as a loan, up to half of that as a loan. Is that correct? Yeah, you would be able to borrow 344 AL-USD. Okay. Put in 688 die. Okay. And so I'm getting AL-USD, I'm not getting die. And then once I have the AL-USD, then I then go to like curve and I swap it for some other stable coin. Is that what I'm doing? Yes, you can do that. Okay. All right. So, and then uh, let's go to the repayment process. So if I want to repay this loan, my $688 that, that I put in, um, or actually uh, half of that, that I'm actually borrowing, I have to actually have uh, AL-USD and repay that amount. And can I do that at any point in time? Yeah, you can actually repay an AL-USD or die. So if you click on the little box where it says AL-USD there, it will go to die, or you can do both at the same time if you hit the little plus button there. Oh, very cool. Yeah, and so you can pay with, with both. And what's this liquidate button? Yeah, so what, I what talked about that, that briefly a second ago. Um, so you can use your die that you have as your collateral to repay your AL-USD debt. Ah, okay, I see. In yes. the event you want to sort of instantly close your loan, you just take yeah. that die and repay the AL-USD debt. Our, okay. our thinking for this feature is like, what if you know somebody came in, borrowed AL-USD, um, and then you know saw this new Andre token uh, launch? <laughs> Uh, but it turns out it actually wasn't an Andre token. It was just somebody <laughs> spoofing it was Andre, and they, that person got rugged and lost all their, their money. Right. And, and then something else comes up in life, and they're like, oh, man, I, I really need access to this collateral. And so, you know, instead of having to wait, uh, you know, until their, you know, their debt is completely repaid, they could, you know, repay their debt using their collateral and get out of the system. Okay. Okay. All that makes sense. I understand it. I hopefully listeners, viewers understand what's going on here, but this gets me to the question. This was a question that was actually tagged at the end of the post, but I think maybe a lot of people have it. 
Um, so the question from somebody was, is AlUSD supposed to be pegged around a dollar? I think the answer to that is yes. If so, why is it fluctuating so much? It's currently at uh, 83 cents to the dollar. I'm not sure when this post is so made. I'm not sure what it is right now, but can you explain the fluctuation? So that's not actually the real price of AlUSD. I'm, I'm guessing they want the coin market cap or coin gecko, which is referencing this highly illiquid Uniswap pool. I think oh, it's like five thousand dollars in it. So like any little buy will send the price, you know, right. easily fluctuate it like well over a dollar or well under a dollar. Um the the actual price of LUSD right now is last time I checked it was um 0.999 die. One LUSD equals 0.999 die. And I think it would be one to one if it wasn't for the 0.4%, percent fee that curve charges. I so see. So, so then can you explain a little bit, maybe you've partially explained it. I think you have, but um, just put a fine tip on what the currency risk is when, when you, when you have something like LUSD and you have to repay an LUSD, what sort of currency risk is somebody taking on there? So, I mean, I think this is with any decentralized stable coin that somebody could uh, be taking on pegging risk. So let's say that you are an LP in the curve pool and um, you know there's just massive amounts of people selling AlUSD, um, and then it would cause an imbalance in the pool, leading to the the price of AlUSD dropping, and this would be impermanent loss, right? Um, the cool thing about Alchemix is if you were to actually take out your coins in a balanced manner, let's say you put like a hundred thousand dollars into the the curve pool. And then it gets depegged and things like that. If you were to withdraw in a balanced manner, you would have maybe slightly less than like a hundred thousand dollars in total value. You'd be withdrawing from it, but you'd have if you were then to put all that extra LUSD that's allocated to you now, and then you put that in the transmuter, then you would actually come out ahead. So there would be no impermanent loss. You would just have to wait a little while to come out ahead. And so this is this feature and among other features in Alchemix is why I'm particularly interested in Alchemix because it seems to be a very risk managed position um, because mm -hmm. not only do you have a natural hedge with the transmuter and exposure to AlUSD, but also you never ac actually can really get out over your ski tips with like leverage, right? And so I, I'm mm -hmm. in the middle of writing an article, which I think perhaps might come out of the, the Bankless uh, newsletter next week. We'll, we'll see if uh, I got to ask Lucas for permission on that one. Um, but I, I, I illustrate uh, like an exit strategy is what I'm calling it, where I collateralize my ether because I'm in, in the never sell gang. I collateralize my ether and maker DAO, borrow die against that ether, put that die in Alchemix to borrow AlUSD against that die send the AlUSD into Curve, swap it out for USDC, send that USD to my bank account and ball out, right? Like then that cash out at the top of the market. I get to have the value of my Ether actually in my bank account. Maybe I buy a house. I don't know. Who knows? Um, but the point is, is that if that, and that's, that's risk because I have Ether in MakerDAO and I have a loan backed against, uh, against my mm -hmm. Ether. If Ether gets cut in half, I have a safety net because all of the die that I borrowed from MakerDAO is still in Alchemix. And so if I got out over my ski tips and I took out too much leverage, I can just take my principal, 
and just give it right back to MakerDAO, and Alchemix takes care of the of the rest. Now, if I if I also took out the maximum risky position in Alchemix, which I borrowed, uh, you know, uh, the maximum, which is 50%, then I immediately can only actually get 50% of what I borrowed from MakerDAO and, and put only 50% back. But paying f back 50% of your borrowed funds is actually a pretty healthy amount when it comes to, uh, when it, when it comes to repaying your debts. Uh, and so overall with Alchemix and the, 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 the hedge against the currency risk, as well as not actually losing control of your principal, I think is an overall a very risk managed position. Uh, and while we are in the world of DeFi, we are used to just like, you know, 100x degen, degen long aping. Alchemix is actually, a, I feel like a, a, a sigh of, of relief when it comes to uh, DeFi apps that actually allow people to take on reduced risk rather than more risk. Um, Scoopy, you want to add anything to that? Yeah, um, I, I definitely agree with all your points there. Um, and good thing you're sitting down uh, because we're going to simplify that strategy for you um, a lot. Because Ooh, is this um, the alpha? Uh, this Hopefully. is one little bit of alpha uh, oh. I, I can leak here. So after we get our um, audit back, um, we are going to launch a limited beta of al eth which will take eth as a collateral and allow you to mint al eth against it so that will when that goes live uh that'll be sometime in may is what we're we're planning for it might take a little bit longer not entirely sure um but yeah we're gonna try to you know get that going and set up some nice uh, liquid markets for al eth as well um and so your cash out strategy will be a lot easier. You just put your ETH into Alchemix, borrow Aleth, and then do stuff with your Aleth instead. Big fan of that. that yeah, yes. that's cool. Because so the, in that model, David, you get to keep all of your ETH. Mm -hmm. It's like, that. that's massively more simple mm -hmm. for, an yeah. exit, for, an, for an exit strategy. And you can either, I, you know, yield farm with that and make even more, or you can, you know, sell it for you know die and then put it in alchemix <laughs> and start that whole loop again you could do that um so we're excited about that um i also noticed something uh, i want to touch a point about what you said about kind of like risk management mm -hmm. um alchemix actually lets you be incredibly risky if you want to be right. um we're actually partnering with a newly launched um app DeFi app they're still in beta right now uh, they're called margin swap and they're going to allow for 5x leverage trading and they're going to be routing through sushi swap and, and uniswap and um right now alcx is one of the supported assets in it um along with other blue chips it's nice to be included among them um but we're going to be getting al usd on there as well so imagine you can fund a leverage position using debt that repays itself. So you can go, you know, 5X leverage on, on you know, some Uniswap gem. And if it gets rugged or you get liquidated, oh, no big deal. You know, you're gonna get your money back in, in two years. Right. You get to hedge your downside. Mm -hmm. You get to, you get to, yeah. you get to gamble, I guess, on Uniswap gems with the, the yield that you've just brought forward into the future. Yeah, you can do that with 5x leverage using margin swap. So I think that's that's something that's going to be very appealing. Wow. Um, they're, they're a new DAP, though, so I do want to give them a shout out. Um, and 
And I think they're they're very much an under the radar gem at this point, but uh, I'm excited that uh, for what they're doing. Well, Scrooby, there's so much more to talk about because there's Alchemix V2, which I think perhaps you hinted at, but I want to dive into Alchemix V2 in, in more detail and the future future assets being added to Alchemix as well. And there are even more mental models I want to share about Alchemix because this thing is just a mental model, just treasure trove. There's so many things to talk about. Um, and so we're going to get into all of those things. But first, a moment to talk about some of these fantastic sponsors that make this show possible. Balancer is DeFi's most powerful automated market maker. Typical AMMs just have two tokens inside of one liquidity pool, which can lead to fractured liquidity across the many pairs in DeFi. With Balancer, you can access the full power of multiple tokens inside of one single AMM, which unlocks an entirely new playing field of possibility. This makes Balancer an awesome building block for so many different use cases. Balancer pools can make asset indexes, but instead of paying fees to portfolio managers, Balancer lets you collect fees from traders who use your portfolio for liquidity. Additionally, Balancer smart pools can be programmed to have properties that change according to predetermined rules, such as changing the swap fee based on market conditions, or even liquidity bootstrapping pools, which can help you launch and distribute your token with day one liquidity. At Bankless, we used a liquidity bootstrapping pool to sell our BAP t-shirts to much success. Balancer V2 brings powerful new features that makes your money work even harder for you. In V2, idle tokens are capable of generating yield in DeFi without sacrificing liquidity in the pool. To top things off, Balancer is reimbursing gas costs with BAL rewards, meaning that your gas fees are reimbursed up to the cost of the transaction with the Balancer governance token. Balancer's mission is to become the primary source of liquidity in DeFi by providing the most flexible and powerful platform for asset management and decentralized exchange. Dive into the Balancer pools at pools.balancer.exchange today. MetaMask is your go-to wallet for the bankless journey. If you're going bankless, you need MetaMask, period browser and mobile, get them both. This is your tool to unlock the world of DeFi. Here's my favorite part. Now you can swap tokens directly in MetaMask with a single swipe. This has got to be the easiest way to trade Ethereum tokens. Choose a token you own, a token to exchange it with, and get your quotes. If you like what you see, you hit swap. That's it. What makes swaps so useful is what happens behind the scenes. It compares DEXs, aggregators, and market makers to find you the best price with the lowest network fees and the least slippage. This means you can swap a wider range of tokens and swaps can even automatically split up your trade to give you access to better liquidity. You don't even have to think about it. Try it out. Download MetaMask for desktop or mobile now at metamask.io and start swapping. All right, guys, we are back with Scoopy Trooples. Again, the most fun name to say in all of crypto Twitter. And uh, Scoopy has promised us some alpha. And so, Scoopy, I would like my alpha, please. If you could please tell us what this alpha is. I'm really Serve excited hot, to hear, hear about it. All right. You know, I've been quite, we've been quite secretive about V2 up until this point. Um, so we're going to reveal some details not all of them but some details about what we have in store for v2 uh exclusively to bankless today and all the bankless listeners um for version two um we're going to be adding more collateral types already teased that we're going to be launching al eth uh possibly uh in sometime in may um version two will also uh will be bringing al btc to the table um which will take you know uh wrap bitcoin uh as its collateral type um but version two let me get into that is a massive upgrade over version one 
Um, one of the key things that we have in version two is the fact that um, L assets will become multi-collateral. So LUSD right now is only backed by DAI. Version two will be backed by any viable stable coin. Um, so, you know, USDC, USDT, um, et cetera. Um, and the cool thing is, is that, you know, when you are creating your position in Alchemix, you can say, hey, I want to deposit 10,000 DAI, 5,000 SUSD, 20,000 USDC, 5,000 Tether. And then it'll basically just add up all of the, that total in aggregate forms. Let's say you have 50,000 of those tokens total, then you can borrow 25,000 LUSD. So you can mix and match. Um, we will be... Um, Scoopy, uh, can you can you mix and match not only stable coins, but also like uh, other assets, crypto assets, like ETH and Bitcoin in that mix? Um, so in the way it's going to work is still going to be mirrored, just like in uh, Alchemix version one. So stable coins will mint AlUSD, um, ah, and then it. ETH and its flavors will mint AlETH, and Bitcoin and its flavors will mint Al Bitcoin. Got it. Um, and the cool thing here is that, that you can um, you can do a collateral swap. So let's say that you have like 20,000 collateral in, in DAI. And you say, you know what? I don't want to use DAI right now or the yields on USDC are better. So I'm just going to switch my collateral over to USDC instead of DAI now. So then the contract will take care of zapping that over to the correct currency and uh, you know maintaining your position all the while. This is, so this is insane. Cool. This is so cool. And like, I'm, I'm sure that there is just like an endless amount of design space that you can build off with this because, you know, a Alchemix USD position, while the model is still the same with an Ether or BTC position, the use cases could be incredibly different. Uh, and then it also allows people to, to just kind of pick and choose the collateral of their, of their choice. It kind of feels like a multi-collateral Alchemix, if you will. Whereas as MakerDAO started as just Ether and then moved into many things, Alchemix is starting off with just DAI and then is moving into many, many collateral types. Um, mm -hmm. what, what, what would you say are, would be the, the lowest hanging fruit use cases for something like AlBTC or AlEther? Um, well, let me get to that in a second. Um, so back with the, the multi-collateral um, AlUSD or just multi-collateral in general, um, it's, we're going to most likely expanding beyond Yearn too. So you'll be able to choose not only which collateral you want to use, but also which yield provider. So let's say like, you know, there's a hot new yield farm or, you know, you know, aggregator that comes out and offers like 40% interest. You could say, hey, I want to put my, my collateral into that. You know, so you can not only balance the collateral types, but also their sources of yield. So you can, you can mix and match your own risk profile um, in the system. So there's that. So for AlBTC and AlEth, um, I think that they are going to become, you know, very similar to, you know, something like a MakerDAO where you can use it to, to get leverage, you know, on, on your assets and stuff like that. But it's also going to open itself up to hedging strategies really, really, really well. So imagine, you know, you're an ETH bull, you don't want to sell your ETH, but you think that there might be some short-term price, you know, pain coming up for ETH. So you could mint some Al ETH and then go to an options platform, um, you know, something like Premia or Potion or Hedgic or something like that. And then you could hedge ETH there. So, you know, if, if it goes down in price, then you'll be protected by buying that option. Um, I think that's a big one right there. Or even just, just shorting the market in general. You think like, hey, it's time to cash out. 
ETH is $10,000. I think we're overextended, but I don't want to sell my ETH just in case it keeps on going up. So I'm going to borrow Al ETH and cash that out. And then a couple of years, you know, when the bear market's over, I'll still have my whole stash and I'll have all this extra money. Mm -hmm. I'm just like almost overwhelmed by the amount of creative use cases on top of this thing. It's like there's like a playbook of poss- new possibilities that this unlocks. The other cool thing about V2 is that it's going to be highly composable. Um, we're going to make it so that it's going to be really easy to integrate Alchemics into your own protocol. So, you know, very important. imagine something like, uh, you know, like Ruler, where you could deposit, you know, like right now in Ruler, like uh, there's like the contracts have equity. Uh, expiration dates and if you don't you know settle your debts and, and claim them and you know take care of all the thing by the expiration date then you're, you'll have to forfeit your collateral but imagine if ruler could offer a perpetual pr- product using alchemics loans they could do that right um another thing that's really exciting is imagine if DAOs build on top of alchemics mm-hmm. so the DAO account like you know instead of putting it in a moloch and then you know let's say moloch has like a million dollars and then people just you know slowly using that to, to fund whatever things that they're funding they could then put a million dollars into alchemics and then take a loan against it and use that to fund things for their DAO. so i think that that's also a really cool use case there for it um, it allows you to, to charities to venture funding to DAOs, treasury management. I think it's going to be a, a nice tool for lots of people in DeFi, you know, beyond just us and our core users. I just have a, a curious, maybe a side question here, but um, are, have there been any use cases around like tax implications around so this? So, so I what... have talked to token tax okay. uh, about this. We've had some banter on Twitter and, on, and in DMs as well. And so when you originate the loan, that is not taxable right because it's a loan but the debt repayments would be taxable as income really because it's yield okay. that's i was coming wondering in. if you could now i was wondering if they when said that you could gets, get out of that when because... this gets taxed nobody really knows is it when you withdraw your collateral or is it every time there's a harvest of yield <laughs> right we don't know it's just, I, I honestly think ever that know? if you try to explain alchemics to your, your accountant, their their heads will just explode. They're like, yeah. what? What's going on? Right. But it does, it, it is interesting because, of course, if you just receive that yield, most jurisdictions would just treat that as like ordinary income, right? right? If you're just receiving um, yield from something like wire, and, and this is different in that you're, you're repaying the loan. Um, but it's the protocol that's doing that. Mm-hmm. It'd be very cumbersome to have to treat each each atomic loan repayment as a as a tax event. Um, but they'll catch up sometime. I, I'm not a lawyer, but I definitely think that you could probably get away with a lot using alchemics. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the power of DeFi. DeFi provides financial tools that maybe there was something like this for the, the super wealthy, but now it's available to, to everyone everywhere. And that's always what the power mm-hmm. of DeFi is, is financial tools to allow people to get what they want done in a way that works for them. Uh, and so I really just see Alchemix as a brand new money Lego fitting right into the rest of this DeFi structure. Um, Scoopy, I got a, I got a question I want to ask from, uh, from Gravity out of the, the uh, YouTube. What about other flavors of Ether, not just Ether but, um, or wrapped Ether, but stuff like staked Ether? 
We have a staked ether out of Lido and we have our ether coming out of a rocket pool. Uh, could these types of, of interest bearing ether units also be viable collateral inside of Alchemix? Um, it, that, that's a tough question at the current moment. I don't know if our ETH or, um, or Lido ETH would work because you can't actually, um, you know, get those yields from ETH2 just yet. They're just kind of like virtualized and they're, you know, in the mm -hmm. future when those are actually like on-chain yields and that you can, you know, grab them from, you know, the validators and stuff like that, then I think that that would open it up to more. But right now, um, you know, Yearn has ETH vaults that actually take, you know, that utilize uh, Lido, like the ST ETH vault. So it's using, you know, their, their on, you know, their ETH2 yield um, and also Lido rewards to, and curve rewards to uh, drive its uh, APY. So that could be one of the, uh, the vault providers that we use for it. Um, you know, basically if there is a version that has like a vault associated with it, it'll be something that can be used as a collateral type. We kind of don't want to use like curve LP tokens as collateral types, but it, it is something that we definitely could do. Scoopy, while we're on listener questions, this is another question that came in from uh, Twitter. Um, what would prevent you, this is from DeFi dudes, what would prevent you from creating a perpetual loop of depositing some assets, say ETH, uh, using the yield that they provide to buy more and then putting it back in and so on and so forth. So is there a way to create like, I don't know, a some recursive loop, recursive loop yeah, of yeah, withdrawing is, more and more. Yeah, you can totally do this. It's just leveraging your position, uh, your yield farming position in Alchemix. So the, uh, the idea is that you would, you know, deposit die, then mint LUSD, then sell LUSD for more die, deposit more die, then et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you can only go so far because it's sort of like if you um, if you want to go to point A to point B and you go halfway there, and then from that point you go halfway there, and then from that Just point you go halfway there. Returns of doing that, yeah, very quickly. So there, you might be able to do two or three loops before it starts to get you know you know not worth it anymore. Right. And then but, what risk are you taking on when you do that? Something like that. Um, I mean, you're not taking on any additional risk. Um, in doing this, I mean, you still have the same protocol risk that any other user would have uh, in Alchemix. Um, this loop, though, does increase your debt with each loop. So while you might have a similar debt ratio, um, you're not, you know, you still you'll have more aggregate debt. So when you go to liquidate everything at the end you know, to get out, if you want to do it that way, you're not going to end up with anything more. The only way this uh, strategy will be profitable is if you write it out until uh, the debt is completely repaid. Because mm -hmm. then, you know, imagine you, you put in 100,000 and then you levered up to like 190,000. After the debt repaid, you would have 190,000. Right. All to yourself. So, Scoopy, I want to get in. Uh, no, oh. different from like Alba Homora mm. in that respect. Right, they right. do the same thing, leveraging your 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 stables. Totally. Um, so Scoopy, the uh, the uh, YouTube uh, chat box is blowing up about the Alchemix token. So I would be remiss if uh, we didn't actually talk about the token explicitly. Usually, when we're doing AMAs, the we finish off with the question when token. But Alchemix already has a token, um, and so let's let's talk about the role of the Alchemix token in the Alchemix application uh, and. Uh, uh, I'll lead, I'll lead in the question with saying that one of the reasons why I really like Alchemix is that it's actually already collecting fees and putting it into the treasury. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure that's true. 
uh, and mm-hmm. that, that treasury is monitored by the Alchemix token. Um, so let's go into the details about the Alchemix token, uh, its distribution, uh, and and also the, the current opportunities that um, are awaiting Alchemix token holders. Yeah, yeah. So um, the Alchemix, uh, Alchemix had a 480,000 ALCX pre-mine uh, going to the DAO. Um, 100,000 of that ALCX is earmarked just for audits and bug bounties. And um, the other 300,000 or, or so, um, some of that was used to seed the liquidity pool on SushiSwap. And some of that was used in the, um, in the strategic sale we did with our investors. But we still have like around 350,000 ALCX or so earmarked for the DAO. Um, and that will be up to uh, community discretion and how we use that. Um, but for the time being, it's just locked funds and there for a rainy day in case we ever need it. Um, we, we, um, whenever we harvest yield from urine, we take a 10% cut from that. And also urine has an affiliate program um, that will, uh, they will do some profit sharing with people based on their TVL. Um, at our current levels, we're getting 30% of the profit from urine. So between our 10% harvest fee and the affiliate, um, we're, we're pulling in um, around uh, somewhere between 10 and $20,000 a day in protocol fees that's going to the treasury. Um, and between the, what we've amassed from our protocol fees and from the strategic sale, the treasury has uh, $3.3 million uh, in addition to all of its ALCX that it's holding. And then that that money that we have, and the treasury is also uh, earning yield in DeFi as well. So it's a beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. Um, when we get to the um, Alchemix DAO, that's going to launch shortly after V2. That's when we will uh, turn on the the profit sharing model for the uh, Alchemix token. And when right now, when you stake Alchemix, you just get Alchemix rewards. Uh, but when the DAO happens, you'll, uh, you know, you'll get not only protocol fees, but you'll also get Alchemix rewards on top of that as well. So, you know, we're going to pass that on to the Alchemix holders and the devs have a good amount of Alchemix. So of course, you know, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll stake and we'll, we'll earn our salary that way by, you know, harvesting protocol fees that way. Um, but that also opens up to every other ALCX holder out there is to, to earn like a real cash flow on it and not have to, to dump the token to, to make money with it. Um, there's actually something that I, I've been playing around with as a, as a DAO model. You know how I, earlier I was talking about how DAOs could make DAOs on top of Alchemix and do their treasury managed that way? Yeah. Well, if we can grow our treasury TVL um, high enough as far as like assets and ETH and uh, stable coins and Bitcoin, then we could just have the DAO be a participant in Alchemix and then stream the rewards it gets via Alchemix to Alchemix stakers. So imagine like right now the, the DAO total amount of value it has, including the Alchemix tokens is somewhere around the $500 million. Um, imagine that we could convert that all into stable coins and then the DAO itself holds $500 million. And then $500 million earning 15% yield a year. That's you know going to be something like $70 million a year of yield that we can pass on to Alchemix holders. It's perpetual funding using your own treasury. <laughs> yes. Um, and then 
all the other users, when they pay that 10% fee, will then will be growing, uh, adding to the DAO treasury as well, including the DAO itself, because it's a participant in Alchemic. So it will snowball. So that that's that's an idea that we have. It, it would require that the DAO would sell some of its tokens, you know, in order to raise those funds. Um, so we're not really sure exactly how we're going to do this, or even if we're going to do it this way or not. But it is an idea that I, I've been entertaining, and I kind of like it because it's well, like you, dog fooding. Yes, you get to eat your own dog food, and I could see there, there are a lot of DAOs with tre massive treasuries now. I could see them definitely being interested in in something like what you're saying. Um, it really seems like your almost your customer base of the future is sort of DAOs, um, which is which is very fascinating. I, I, you know what this reminds me of, Scoopy, a little bit is when David and I had uh, Hayden Adams on from Uniswap and just like, there are some pieces of the story that are, are kind of similar, right? So this is sort of uh, Hayden's first engineering project. This is one of your first engineering projects, which is so mm -hmm. interesting. Like bootstrapped with a, with a very small team sort of came out of nowhere um, and grown so fast. So Alchemix is two months old. Am I getting that right, Scoopy? Yep. Yep. Uh, two months so uh, yesterday. Two yeah. months old, guys. Uh, a billion in assets uh, locked inside of the protocol. And if if I'm right, like calculation, 20K per day, that's a annualized recurring revenue of, of uh, 7.3 million. Like any traditional fintech startup, any startup anywhere would kill for numbers like that two, two months after launch. This is a point that we keep um, bringing up on Bankless because it's so true. The speed at which you can scale on DeFi and on Ethereum Rails is absolutely staggering. You know, pe people kind of ask uh, sometimes, well, aren't you, aren't you concerned that the banks and maybe the regulators, but especially the banks, will, will, will try to shut this whole DeFi thing down? And I'm like, no, I'm not because they have no idea the speed at which this is happening. They're gonna be taken completely off guard before they even get into their brains what DeFi actually is. It's going to have completely blown past them. So I'm, I'm just really impressed with the speed at which you guys have, have created this. We've seen this before in other protocols that quickly find product market fit. So like, congratulations on that. It's, it's super cool to, to share this story to the community. But I want to ask the question, were you surprised at how fast this picked up? Yeah, I was blown away, man. Like, like, what did I, you I think mean, would like, happen when, when we launched, you know, I set my expectations low. I was like, you know, if we can hit a hundred million TVL by the end of the year, that would be really cool. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, I like a couple of days after we launched, we hit a hundred million TVL and I started panicking. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> I literally had like panic attacks. I couldn't sleep because it's like, you know, we thought we were making a little boutique, you know, DeFi project. And here we are like top 20 on, you know, DeFi Llama, you know, we're not on DeFi Pulse just yet. We're getting there. But right. uh, yeah. yeah. I, I noticed that you guys weren't, weren't there yet. It seems to be ill-fitting. Scott. Scott, get him on it. Get him well, on. DeFi we're, we're, we're in talks. We're, we're getting on. We are getting on. It's, you know, just the whole us not having an audit thing, you know, mm -hmm. it's enough. just, it's all happened so quickly. I mean, so, we, we were reviewed by, you know, lots of coders, uh, including most of your core, um, some other noteworthy legendary people who I shall not name. 
Um, so I feel like we're, we're really good on the security. You know, we've had like a billion dollar honeypot for two months now and nothing bad has happened. So I think we're, we're pretty good. Um, you know, but still they want to see that audit. They want to see that, that special badge. Mm -hmm. Scooby, I I want to go back to the, uh, Alchemix token in the treasury just one last time, because, uh, Mm -hmm. just, just to re uh, go back to the fact that Alchemix actually collects fees, which is uh, relatively rare for a DeFi protocol. We all talk about the potential to collect fees, but Alchemix is actually doing it. Um, how do, when you, when you talked about actually paying out Alchemix holders with, you know, payments, how does how functionally how does that work? Because you're not just going to be sending on-chain transfers of Dai pro rata to token holders. How do how do token holders actually go and claim their revenue? Have you thought about this? Um, yeah. So in the DAO, we would just set up a, a reward contract in it, and based on how much ALCX that you're staking in the DAO, then you'll have a, a claim on you know the protocol revenue, and that would probably be like you know stri- uh, deposited weekly because it wouldn't make sense to deposit right. every day. So right. you just if you if you're familiar with the synthetic staking contract, you can kind of set the uh, the rate for how many days it takes to uh, to pay out the balance in it. Mm-hmm. So you can set that to like a week, load it up with that week's uh, you know you know revenue, and then you know seven days later, load it up with the next week's revenue. Right. And so like if yep. you if you have Alchemix, but you have it like on an order book in Coinbase or you are LPing in Uniswap, you actually aren't getting those rewards. You actually have to stake your Alchemix tokens to the contract in order to take your share of the, of the, of the dividends. Is that the model? Yeah, we're, we're not sure if we're gonna, if we're able to, or if we're gonna do something similar to like Sushi where it turns into like its own wrap token. Mm. Um, some of the things that we're playing with as far as the mechanics and the DAO makes me believe that we're not gonna be able to do that. Um, cause there's gonna, we're going to add like a security module to it, very similar to Aave. So stakers in the DAO, you know, in case there is a protocol hack, you know, they would, uh, you know, uh, get slashed a, a certain amount and then their tokens would be sold at auction to, uh, kind of, uh, you know, make the DAO or make the protocol whole again. So there would be that. Um, also there's a, a really interesting conviction voting mechanism that we've, uh, we've created. Um, do you want me to get into that? Sure. It's it's a bit much. It's a, it's a lot going on with it, but um, I you, think it's if worth you, it. If you it's, think it's, it's worth cool. it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's something that we uh, we want to really do in this um, because right now, like in governance, um, everything is basically just like token vo- votes. So it's just like whales win no matter what. Mm-hmm. You know, it's usually one or two big guys, and they, they get to determine everything. Um, and so. And then the other option is doing quadratic voting, you know, which is, you know, you'll take the square root of how many tokens you have, and that'll be your voting power. Uh, I like quadratic voting, but it has a problem with it, uh, which is Sybil attack. So let's say I have like 10,000 tokens, I can split them up to 100 different accounts, and therefore my my quadratic penalty will be much, much less. And uh, I think uh, Pickle, who recently did release a jar for us, uh, and it's, it's very good, it's very nice. Um, but Pickle um, had quadratic voting, and I know that there was one incident, I think it was actually a community mod who, um, who basically sibled his Pickle across several different accounts to influence a vote. Um, he got called out for it, though, but still kind of funny. But it makes me not want to do quadratic because I think it's gameable. So instead, we're doing something that's time-based. So when you're in the doubt for every ALCX you stake, um, you'll get one materia point mm-hmm. every single day mm-hmm. and you can stock those up for up to uh, 30 days. 
So if you have one ALCX um, in the DAO, 30 days later, you'll earn, uh, you'll have 30 uh, materia points. Um, and then materia points uh, can be used in two ways. Uh, one, they can be used for uh, voting, you know, governance actions and stuff like that. And the other thing is, is since, you know, you can only have a certain amount of them based on how much ALCX you have staked, you can convert those into something called a materia shard. And a materia oh, shard can't be used for voting, but it can be used to buy NFTs and other power-ups that you can use for your character in the DAO. Oh, wow. This is crazy. So you're making a, like an RPG DAO governance, like MMO, basically. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, we want to make DAOs fun. Right. You know, like, I don't think people are going to participate, you know, in high numbers if there is no reason to come back and check in every day and things like that for, Scooby. you know, whatever is going on. These so materi- we want to gamify it. Um, you're going to, you know, we're, we're deciding on how exactly we can do that. And I'm afraid if I leak what we have right now, it might change, uh, you know, with more development. So I don't want to say anything more, but, you know, there's going to be a number of interesting mechanics uh, using that 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 system um, that hopefully can add a little extra value to ALCX um, beyond, you know, dividends and, mm-hmm. you know, governance. Uh, just quick question on that conviction voting. So these Materia tokens, are they not able to be bought and sold, though? Um, materia points are non-transferable they won't even be a token it'll just be Uh, a value in the contract Mm -hmm. i see and then when you convert those to shards shards will be tradable with anybody freely but they cannot be used for voting very interesting that's a very interesting dynamic is 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 the alchemix community the one like pioneering this or do you are you seeing conviction this is kind of my baby (laughs) <laughs> this has been my baby. This has been years of me thinking about DAOs and thinking about DeFi and me wanting to build something I want to build. Very cool. We well, you got to come back and talk to us about that once that comes to fruition. There's oh, going to yes. be all sorts of interesting DAO mechanisms that need to be built rather than uh, you know token-weighted vote. That is, um, we already have that in the traditional system, so it requires some... I think new thinking in DeFi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like with the conviction voting, let's say you have, you know, your 30 days MP stored up and then a, a vote that you really care about comes up. You can spend all of your points on that one vote. So it does swing the bal- uh, pa- uh, balance of power a little bit to the masses versus, you know, the, the whales because they can team up and uh, use their, their, their time weighted voting points to, to influence something. Very cool. Scoopy, as we come to a, a close here, is there any part of the Alchemix protocol, either current or future, that we haven't touched on yet that you think deserves some time? Um, I didn't go through all of my things that I could leak today. Oh, we'll, but... we'll, t- we'll take more. <laughs> I mean, this is another V2 thing. Okay. Um, and I'm not going to go into much detail about this. Mm-hmm. It'd be perf- um, perfect to you, end on. How about that? Yeah. Just uh, yeah, leave them with a little bit so, of something. So imagine like when you when you deposit into the uh, into Alchemix, you then basically have a credit line available to you right. that you can use or choose not to use, right? If you don't use it, it just, you know, you'll just end up with more AlUSD credits than you can get from it. And that's how the uh, yield will be, uh, uh, you know, distributed to you. But what if you could delegate your credit mm. to someone else. Interesting. Imagine what could be built with that. Right. Why would I want to do that, Scoopy? Well, you know, you could make 
money on your AlUSD doing that for one. Um, but I don't want to go into to too much. We have a, a, a number of modules that we're going to build using this uh, idea. And if I give you, if I answered that question, I'd be giving too much away. <laughs> well, Scooby, you have given us plenty on this podcast. So thank you for saving that alpha for the Bankless AMA. And that, that reminds me of this one last mental model that I have that I think I want to share to, to finish up on is that say you have your, your die savings that you've saved uh, and, and you deposit that into Alchemix. And like you said, there's a, Alchemix offers you a line of credit on your savings and you never actually have to sell your savings in order to actually spend money. And so to me, the Alchemix like uh, yield rate, which is getting from Yearn, is like to me this permission to go and spend this much money which without mm -hmm. it being irresponsible spending because you are keeping your principal, right? And so say you put in 50,000 die, you get a $25,000 line of credit so you can go to Vegas and, and gamble on you know blackjack, right? And that's not, maybe that's not responsible, but it's not completely irresponsible <laughs> because you still have your principal, right? And so that, that $25,000 that you spent starts to reaccrue its interest rate based on the yield. And so after you just blew away $25,000, you wait a couple months and then you have a couple more thousand dollars from the yield that was generated for you. And so it actually, uh, Alchemix allows you to meter yourself with your spending based mm -hmm. on the interest rates that it's getting for you. And so you can always- You're only spending your interest. You're only spending your interest. And if you only spend your AlUSD that's gener being generated from your die, you are never spending outside of your own means, right? You are always, it's a self-management system. And I think that's really cool. So like you can you can go to your nine to five, you can uh, make all your dollars, you can transfer into die, you can put that die in, more into Alchemix, you can extend your credit and your rate of consumption without actually ever spending your savings. Uh, and so I think I think that's a nice mental model to to go out on. Scoopy, anything you want to add on to that? Yeah, I like Alchemix as like a rainy day fund. Mm. You know, imagine like you have like ten thousand dollars saved up. You know, just in case something bad happens, then boom, you you know you get hit by a car, unfortunate, and now you have five thousand dollars of credit card or of uh, hospital bills. You know, you could just take that through Alchemix and be like, all right, uh, in a few more years, I can get hit by another car. So, <laughs> 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 Boating accidents and car accidents today. Yes. <laughs> Unfortunate things happening to our listeners. Yes. Ryan, we I have a, an answer um, to your question. Another in the, thing uh, I like is like a family. Uh, you know, imagine they have you know savings that they they have uh, for for like family vacations, mm -hmm. and you know they could you know finance their vacations using an AlUSD loan, and then uh, a year or two later they could have uh, enough for another vacation. All right. Ryan, we have a, an answer to your question. Why would I want to delegate my uh, my credit to, to someone else? And somebody uh, yeah. somebody in DeFi Donut in the, in the YouTube says, you can give your kids their allowance trickled to them in AlUSD. Mm. <laughs> mm. Well, there you go. There you All go. the parents out there. It's a good way to uh, teach your kids DeFi while teaching them personal finance responsibility. Uh, Scoopy Truples, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for creating something so interesting and so unique. It's been great to have you on Bankless. Oh, no, thanks for having me here. This, this has been a lot of fun, for sure. All right, guys. It sounds like some big things are coming down the pike for Alchemix. Uh, Scoopy Triples dropped the alpha today. I've got to end with this. Of course, risks and disclaimers, guys. ETH is risky. Ethereum is risky. So are DeFi protocols like Alchemix. You're getting exposed to things like smart contract risk and composability risk that we talked about in the show, and you could lose what you put in. 
but we are headed west. This is the frontier. It's not for everyone, but thanks for joining us on The Bankless Journey.